Just wanna let you know that the links for everything are down below to my guest and to the Serpents and Doves website. I wanna encourage everybody to check those out. Also, if you can, remember to subscribe, to like, and to share the videos. And if you feel led to help support the work that I'm doing to come alongside it, whether with a single or a monthly recurring donation, you can do so by clicking in the link below. And I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get to it. My brother, Eric, it has been way too long since we've sat down and, and had wonderful discussions. Way, way, way too long. So thanks for coming on. That's okay. We've been doing most of this late at night without having any cameras on. Just yeah. talking about what's happening around us or what's happening in our brains. Yep, yep. Now, listen, I've said this uh, uh, quite a few times, and it's we just we it's not panned out. But I'm going to put Eric on the spot right now. He had no clue I was going to say this. But I want Eric and I, we're going to be doing a lot more together. We had planned on doing things. And hey, look, he's busy with his ministry. He's got a lot going on. Eric, how many documentaries are you working on right now that are going to be coming out? Wait, how many is that? No, move your Two. finger over. <laughs> move your Two. finger over. Oh, move oh. it. Over. There you go. I did look we, very good. To yeah, it didn't with. look very good, right? Yeah. yeah so you two. got two. So tell us about them. Fine real on quick. my screen, but I'm seeing myself <laughs> widescreen here. Tell us about them because they're huge. Well, I want to actually see them. I, I kind of put home invasion on on hold, and I really feel like God told me to do this other thing, and I only have so many hours in the day. Plus, yeah. my wife's health, um, you know, demands that I spend uh, more time than I normally would because I'm doing most of the cooking. Um, some of the cleaning, although we need to do a whole lot more, that kind of thing, um, trying to help, uh, keep the yard up, that kind of stuff, the stuff that she has done all these years, but, um, uh, it's all, it's all good. And, uh, she's completely supportive of what I'm doing when I'm not spending time helping her out, doing whatever she needs done, but she's got some issues that, uh, health issues. And this is now the third round of health concerns she's had since about 2017. But, um, you know, those things come first and it's yeah. just the way it is. Uh, I think I've told a little of the story of how I came to realize how important it was that we, that we have our priorities right. But if I haven't told that story, uh, it'll be told here eventually, but yeah. I'm, I'm working on two documentaries. I have, uh, three brand new DVDs. One of them is a two DVD set. So technically four discs, but three different topics. And I've got those completed working on the trailers for them right now. They'll come out on our website pretty quick. Uh, they'll come out through our email list. Uh, our email list will know about them. So if people want to get our emails, I don't bug you. I don't send emails uh, every day or every week. Um, not even every month through most of the year. Uh, but I'll, I'll uh, alert people what those are. One of the new DVDs is on socialism. And you and I have talked about that. Yeah. A lot of input back and forth on that. Uh, the two DVD set is on globalism and how the globalists use the pandemic to further their cause. Some of us know about that. Some of us don't. But it shows the nefarious nature of what the globalists are doing and who they are. And um, the other one is the nine forbidden practices of the occult. And I've just finished uh, actually burning the, the master DVD disc 
and now working on the trailer. So I'm on the cusp of getting those three out. I've uh, got part of the new website done and we'll launch it as soon as we can so people can get at those DVDs. And then I'm working on um, some of the troubles in Hollywood. Some of the yeah. things that, that we trusted in Hollywood that we should never have trusted and why. Uh, in particular, I'm uh, spotlighting uh, Disney and what he believed. Uh, Disney was into some very dark things. And if you don't, you know, if you, th- if you say that I've gone off my rocker to talk about that, I, I might have if I was looking for popularity, but I'm looking for truth more than <laughs> that's anything. Right. That's right. And so that's going to come out. And that's what got in the way of me finishing the home invasion um, uh, DVD series or the documentary. It's going to be three DVDs. And, uh, you know, I really felt like, and I prayed a lot about this for three, four days, asking God, are you sure I should do this? Is this where you want me to go? And boy, I got the complete green light. So uh, all of the visuals are finished for that uh, documentary on on uh, what's happening in Hollywood or what Hollywood has done to us and how it's normalized things we would never have normalized in our lives. Yeah, uh, That's all done. And I have some shooting to do and then a little editing and it's finished. And that'll be at least two, if not three DVDs itself. So I've got a lot of, lot of stuff that we're putting together and we're going to put a lot of it out free on the internet and still have the, the DVDs if people want the whole thing. So they'll be able to get, get at that. And we're going to offer it in MP4 downloads for electronic downloads Great. as well. So in those two formats, I thought about putting together a booklet for this too, Pablo. And I, I'm yeah. not, I just don't have the time right now to do all of that. Uh, considering I've been handling all of Melanie's work in our office now for over two years and I'm kind of gotten used to that and I've delegated a little bit of that out. So that's, that's helpful. But uh, anyway, uh, very positive. Everything's going on around us tells us that Jesus is coming soon and it looks all negative to us out there. And we just would like to get through our lives and not have any big disruptions. But I got news for you. I believe a trumpet's going to sound. Yeah. And uh, I want to be ready and I want to be about my father's business and doing what he's called me to do and being faithful to the calling that he's that he put on our lives many years ago. This is our 40th year of full-time apologetics and discernment ministry. I'm not traveling as much as I once did. Certainly COVID made me come to a, a screeching halt. I am out traveling and speaking some and um, I'm grateful for that and going across the country, Amen. but uh, not doing it a whole lot. And that gives me the time to do the videos and do justice to, to this part of the ministry that uh, we're trying to capitalize on. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I know Eric's days have 48 hours in them. Mine only have 24 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. But listen, uh, you're super, super busy. I'm actually excited to watch the one on Walt Disney. And you know what? As the as these um, documentaries come out, uh, we'll get on and we'll talk about them and promote them because I think people definitely need to get their eyes and ears on this information. Why is it? Because I think this stuff is not going away. If anything, it's going to become more prevalent. I think as we... As we dive into these different subjects, folks, you're going to realize um, just how uh, how evil a lot of this is and how it's seeped into yeah. most of the material that we grew up on. I mean, if we're just talking about Disney, some people go, oh, well, yeah. what's so what's so demonic? What is so evil about the cartoons? Go ahead. Just jump in. Well, uh, Disney died in 1966, but the the model that he built 
for the way they would produce what they do, both in animation and in real life uh, uh, movie making. Uh, the model that he built, they've done nothing but exacerbated. It continues on and expands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's now for uh, to the credit of those who saw what was going on, the, the movie uh, Haunted Mansion that just came out. Yep. Yep. Um, bombed. And uh, it starred Danny DeVito and, and uh, Owen Wilson, and I forget who else was in it. But uh, it's a theme that, that was near and dear to Walt Disney's heart. And uh, I explained why it was near and dear to his heart, how it got there, yep. uh, how in the very beginning uh, he, he believed that uh, in showing white and black magic and that being the, the, um, the battle between evil and good, was a great way to make movies and uh, to, to uh, pick stories that had that theme in it. Well, that's common now in Hollywood. This is not even talked about. I imagine that they have an actual formula for how they build some of these uh, animations and real life movies. And um, uh, it's pretty shocking when you get in, get into the lifestyle and the organizations and the allegiances that, that he himself had, then it all becomes real. Because yeah. you begin to see it. that's what I'm doing in this uh, starting out in the first segment of six and ending in the last segment of six segments in this documentary is showing you why this took place. Yeah. And it, that it will help you to be able to say, I can't support that. I'm, I'm not going to as a Christian. I'm not going to support that. Now, look, we can't avoid a lot of things going on in the world. We're going to see and hear things. Our kids are going to see and hear things, no matter how much we want to shield them or our congregations, if we're ministers, from these things. We're not going to be able to successfully do it. But if they have understanding of why we're saying what we're saying about these things, then I think they'll be able to make better choices quicker than dipping their foot in the water that's full of acid. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. You want to be warned before you get there. And that's why I think it's important that we do programs like we're going to do today and uh, the stuff that I'm working on now. And I'm passionate about it and and uh, think it's going to be helpful to parents and grandparents and to to kids, too, who will have an ear and, and an eye to be able to hear and see uh, what is right from what is wrong and see it from God's stand, standard and viewpoint. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually making a note here. I'm, I'm actually writing notes as we talk because I think the challenge that we're going to run into, even as we approach these topics, as we start diving into them, is we're going to get the naysayers, right? Those that say, I think you guys are taking this too far. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. But when we, as we dive into it, like you said, our hope, our prayer is that people would actually see what is behind the curtain, right? Because what we're seeing, yeah. oftentimes we see what's in the forefront, and we don't oftentimes take the time to actually look behind the proverbial curtain and see what was the impetus behind this entire movie, this cartoon. Because let's, let's face it, family, at the end of the day, at least when, when we were kids, cartoons were the safe thing to watch. That's how you captivated the minds of kids. And so at some point, Disney had this spot on. If we can capture the minds of the kids, now I'm not saying this is his, you know, he went out to capture the minds of the kids in an occultic way, but you know, because you've been, you've been diving into this and researching this for quite some time now, that I'm not too far off when I say the fact that there is, there are some nefarious intentions <laughs> 
behind a lot of these movies. And, and let me just read this really quick. And we're going to dive into the subject at hand. Now By we're going to do. Yeah. Disney would not think it's nefarious, but he'd be sure. pleased <clears throat> that he has pushed the agenda of magic as an acceptable thing in our culture, which yeah. it wasn't back in his day. And yeah. uh, certainly has become much more fashionable today. And a lot of people, they start watching these things, Pablo, and and uh, they become endeared to characters and endeared to storylines. Yep. And we're going to talk about mm -hmm. that in, in our program today. But yeah. uh, uh, they don't realize it. And once they get endeared to it, we start defending things that are completely opposed to the agenda the Scriptures gives us as Christians, what we, what we should follow. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, folks, if you have not gotten your hands on Eric's book called Entertaining Spirits Unaware, I highly, highly, highly recommend you get that this book couldn't be more apropos now than at any other time in history. I'm telling you, it's great. Listen, you wrote this in one of your chapters that we're going to be discussing. You said those responsible, responsible for creating movies and directing movies, we're going to be addressing that in a minute, but you said those responsible have simply woven their belief systems into their work, yeah. and the devil has promoted it in the furtherance of his kingdom. So where are we getting? Where, where am I getting at with this? Is the fact that, listen, at the end of the day, their ulterior motive might not have been to, you know, get kids into the satanic church and temple, but yeah. Satan has used that material and has used it for his purposes and now he's used it for his advantages and you're going to see that especially as we talk about some of the issues now today we aren't going to address disney we're not going to talk about uh any of those cartoons that will definitely be at another time and that's why i said in the very beginning eric has a lot to bring to the table he has decades of uh wisdom through the lord and research and uh, into the occult into uh, different religions, and um, we need to talk about these things, and especially in the light of what we're going to talk about today. And today we're only going to be able to skim the surface of this whole issue. I've, I've been talking about this for quite some time now. I've been posting a lot on this, um, but this whole UFO alien deception. Eric, listen, it's everywhere. Pastor Jack even just, uh, he, you know, he got on the bandwagon too, um, and He's talking about this, um, but it is real. This is something that we can't ignore. So for a long time, this whole notion of UFOs and aliens was science fiction. It was Hollywood. It was movie material. If you believed in it, you were considered conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat, fill in the blanks, right? We've come to a point now where the cat's out of the bag, really. Yeah. It's yeah. not a matter of trying to hide this anymore. So yeah. I want to get your opinion on, and then we'll dive into at least just one section, and then in the coming uh, part two, part three, however many parts we're going to do this, this is going to probably be an ongoing thing. Um, we'll discuss more and more about not only the alien and UFO deception, but deception in general, in general, because that's near and dear to my heart. I did a talk in New Mexico about deception. I really feel the Lord leading me to talk about the growing deception. As Jesus said in Matthew 24, 4, 
right? He warned us to take heed not to be deceived. That was the very, very first thing that Jesus said would be a marker of the last days that we're living in. So with that said... That's a theme in my ministry, that that passage. And who was he talking to? He was talking to those who saw him raise the dead and feed the 5,000 who had given up everything to follow him. And yet he said to them, take heed that you're not deceived. And does that tell us something that if he was telling the disciples that, how much more is that warning for us? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell us, uh, you know, briefly, just spend a few minutes, talk to us about what you're seeing on your end. I mean, you're, you're doing a lot of research, but I know that you're seeing this whole uh, topic of UFOs and aliens resurface. You've been studying this for a long time already. I mean, again, there's a chapter in your book strictly devoted to Hollywood's, and this is three movies. We're going to cover them uh, today too. Right. But uh, tell us what what do you think? What do you see? Um, well, I mean, I, I know where I was at before I, I became a Christian, and um, the whole idea of alien beings and so on. I think, as you said, the cat's out of the bag when you've got the uh, the front uh, forward facing camera of F-15s picking up objects in the air that they they don't know what they are. Uh, they are. Um, uh, they can fly circles around them. They can do things that, if if those things were done in the air in our atmosphere by uh, anything that had humans in it, the humans would die because of the G forces. So, right. you know, they're they're now saying it. New York Times broke that story way back a few years ago, and now there's more more of this that's coming out. And of course, we all know that the whole UFO craze, uh, there's a, a market for it. Uh, yeah. If you, if you watch the History Channel on Friday night, you understand with uh, ancient aliens and others who are saying these things. And these guys have a lot of, of facts and data about things on the earth that are unexplainable. But if you put it in the context of what the scripture says, what the Bible says, um, let, me, let me just bring it down to this one thing. If an alien, if a spaceship landed in my front yard, and a being came out, if I could communicate to them this one question, this would answer everything. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Yeah. And if it didn't answer correctly, I'll know what I'm dealing with. That's right. Because I'm dealing with a demonic manifestation that's been sent very carefully by the enemy at this point in time to deceive people just before the great tribulation period takes place or the tribulation, then the great tribulation to get it exactly right. And so um, I think it's part of the deception. And 75 years ago, uh, we didn't have, there was a few movies being made that had the fascination about alien beings and so on. Uh, Today it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And uh, of course the most popular movies, the ones we're going to talk about have, um, have helped to exacerbate that whole thing. But that's my feeling about it. It's, I'm not saying that God, that there could not be other beings on other planets from other solar systems that, uh, that are not us. They're on some other planet somewhere. I'm not saying that because if they are, God created them. It's just that simple. But if they're not under the subjection of Jesus Christ, if they're not subject to Jehovah God, they are demonic manifestations sent at this point in time with one mission, and that's to deceive. Uh, otherwise, why would there be 
why would the most popular movies be the sci-fi movies? Why yeah. would the most popular books be the, the books about witchcraft and sci-fi and all that kind of stuff? Why is this all going on now? It's part of a desensitization process that's happening right before our eyes, and we better not be caught up in it. We yeah. better understand what's happening so that we're not entrapped by the thing. And uh, that's my bottom line about UFOs and bottom line about beings on other planets and so on. I'm not saying it couldn't be. I'm not saying that what we're seeing isn't real because a lot of people are seeing these things in, in the sky. But what is their purpose and who is their master? That's the real point. That's right. Um, listen, there was a series, and, and, and I agree with you 100%, Hollywood, and again, I believe Satan has used Hollywood as a means to pave the way. What, what do I mean by that? And maybe you could speak into this, right? So um, you have to prime society for something, right? It's very, it's, it's almost exactly the same way as, as a motor. There are certain motors that, you, you know, lawn mowers, and, and I remember the weed whacker we used to have, you had to prime it before you mm -hmm. could actually use it. And in society, I think it's the same way, right? We've been primed on multiple fronts, case in point, we have been primed for many decades to, quote, accept the LGBTQ plus in movies, in society, in schools. I'm not saying we accept it. I'm saying as society as a whole, it started off very innocent, okay, where we would portray a character and it was always comical, and they started inserting these things early on, decades ago, because they would have never been able to get away with what they're doing today 50, 60 years ago. Impossible. Yeah. You do yeah, it incrementally, no. right? That's right. There had to be this progression go on. You know, uh, entertainment is a powerful way to be able to deposit a message in the lives and hearts of people. And that yeah. is not lost on the producers, the directors, the actors, the writers. That's not lost on them. They understand right. that. And look how much effort has been put into the idea of alien beings. Just stay, stay there. Look yeah. at how much effort has been put into this. Uh, it isn't that we haven't heard it all. We've seen it all and heard it all over and over and over, but they developed a, they saw the public would buy it and support it. And because of that, millions and billions of dollars have been made um, with these themes at the helm. Yeah. And so you can push your own agenda in the midst of these themes. Like we talked about Walt Disney a while ago, you can yep. push your own agenda, what you want people to, to get out of it. And I think some of the stuff we're going to bring up about these movies, and we'll get to that in just a second, as soon as yeah. Bob is ready to move there. But, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I want you to, you, you are the, um, no, the we just talked the ship here. Yeah. So. We're just talking. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, but here's the, the bottom line is all this effort's been spent. Why? Why is it just to make money? No, it's a depositing of belief systems into the lives of the people who are watching. Yep. And sometimes when we're being entertained, let's face it, inside a movie theater with a huge screen and surround sound and all the special effects, let's face it, you want to make special effects be a part of your films, then just make a few movies that have to do with space and outer space and UFOs and all that, that kind of thing. And that's yeah. a great, that or the occult. Those are our great avenues to be able to use the, the special, special effects of today, which are just as real as if you think it's really happening right in front yep. of you. Yeah. And so 
you know, when you understand what is happening to us, we kind of let our, our analytical brain go when we're being entertained. We're being entertained in this surround sound, like I said, big yep. screen. Yep. We're taken in by the acting. We're taken in by the scripts, the special effects, all those things. And uh, that's what happens to the human mind when we're being entertained. It's similar to what happens with kids when they're locked into a cartoon, which in my case only was on Saturday mornings for three hours on three channels. It's a whole different world today, isn't it? Yeah. It's completely different because they found out it sells and they can sell advertising and it makes big money, keeps a lot of people employed. And it's again, a way to, to condition people, whether it be kids or adults into believing or thinking a particular way and yeah. accepting these things. So yeah. um, just think about what, what goes on and what happens to us when we're being entertained. And as we're being entertained, those who have, have produced these, these movies, etc., they know that they're then pushing an agenda into our lives. That's and right. uh, whether we accept it the first time or the hundredth time, eventually, maybe we don't see anything wrong with it after a while. Maybe we don't think it's that bad after a while. Maybe yeah. we'd be shocked at the beginning, but by the time they get to the end, well, it's, it couldn't be that bad. It's not as bad as, but it fill in the blank right there. Just put in whatever your, the name of your favorite TV show or motion picture is. It's not as, that one is not as bad as whatever other movie you want to do. And, and we start making decisions about what is good and bad and right and wrong in entertainment based on grading on the curve. Yeah. God doesn't grade on the curve, folks. He grades on absolutes. That's and we, right. need to, we need to judge fantasy the exact same way we judge reality. And That's man, right. I, had, I had that argument with people so many times when Harry Potter came out, I never thought we'd see the kind of opposition from people that claim to be Christians uh, to what we were saying about Harry Potter. And I had to point out, look, God doesn't, tell us to judge fantasy uh, any any different or with a different standard. We judge fantasy the same way. It's same thing with the book, The Shack. God uh, commands us to judge things on an analytical basis, on an empirical basis, with what the scripture gives us, not with what our feelings say to us or That's what's right. popular in the culture. Now, I know if you tell your kids not to watch that movie or this movie and so on, you, you you feel like moms, you feel like you're a no machine. All you ever say is no, no, no. I get that. But let's, let's remember the no's should be that we should answer no to questions when they're detrimental to our kids or yeah. to our families or to the cause of Christ. And so there's a good reason that, that we're not to be involved watching, listening, doing those things. And it's part of it's for our own good because eventually our flesh gets broken down and we began to say, Oh, it's not as bad as this or that. And that yeah. I've seen this so often in our ministry. I've been talking about kids cartoons since way back in the nineties and talking about movies and so on. And the book that you're alluding to entertaining spirits unaware. Yep. Um, it is not available on my website right now, but it will be soon. And uh, we'll, we have chapters of it that are free of charge for you to go and read right now. You can go up and look at those, uh, including the one that we're going to talk about from today. Because yeah. we're taking a chapter of the book, and it's what, what Pablo wanted to do. We're going to take this chapter and talk about what's in it, because it, it does encompass some real popular motion pictures that have helped to dumb down and desensitize 
uh, America and really the world about yep. these things. You just said a word, and I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to get the meaning. Desensitized means rendered insensitive, rendered insensitive, and that is exactly what yeah. uh, this what Satan wants to do. A lot of different avenues, especially as we're talking about today via the entertainment avenue, is render us insensitive yeah. to subjects that should <clears throat> bother us, right? Because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Prayerfully, we have discernment. And when we become desensitized, it doesn't bother us anymore. It's almost like we've become calloused. And I hate to say it, I'm guilty of it too. Go ahead. Well, a lot, a lot of people, they say, well, well, I know that, that this is only fantasy, and I know yeah. it doesn't match up with what the Scripture says, but I'm, I'm, I'm an adult, I'm a Christian, I can think, and I believe that I can watch that stuff as entertainment, and it won't affect yeah. me. If yeah. you say that, go back and look at what you're saying. That's you're right. wrong about saying that. Yeah. I would be wrong. I said that, and I was wrong about saying that. We might analytically say, well, I know this is fantasy and not reality, and I know that this motion picture, though it has a lot of death and murder and all that kind of stuff in it, and it has alien beings in it or whatever it might be or the occult in it, I, I can weed all that out and say it doesn't affect me. What it does, though, it, it becomes you more, you are more prone to say it's okay as entertainment even though you would never do those things or invite those people in your home in real life, you say it's okay for entertainment. Wait a minute. Listen to what you're thinking. You're saying yeah. that. Yeah. What, what kind of thinking is that? That is not biblical thinking. That's and right. so that's why we're saying what we're saying. And this is why right now I know some of you, when we get into this, you're not going to like some of what you're going to say. Hear yeah, us that's say. right. Yeah. But we're not trying to get you not to like us. We're not trying to be controversial. We're not throwing this stuff out just to to information bomb somebody to show how much we know about something. This is all about the, the struggle and the battle between right and wrong, not between what's acceptable. Okay, I can do that. I can get away with this as a believer and it won't hurt me. That, that's not where we're coming from. We should be trying to figure out how can I get on God's page concerning these things so that he'll bless the other areas in our lives. That's right. That won't, that won't find the blessing and the the sanction of God, if we if we decide that we're going to fill our hearts and minds up with things that His Word very clearly warns us against, and then we give our money to it too by either, you know, buying the the download or it used to be going to Blockbuster but not anymore, buying the download or uh, you know supporting it in some other way or allowing our kids to to have the the comics, the books, whatever it is in their lives and homes. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. Um, I think that the subject matter we're talking about is so, so, so important because I and my parents, unfortunately, fell prey to this, uh, this whole notion of desensitization, kind of like, uh, you know, no big deal. And I want to mm -hmm. show you guys uh, real quick. I think what we're going to end up doing is I know you, I, this is going to be a super short segment. I think we've gone maybe, what, 25 minutes, 30, and that's okay. I'm going to cut this segment off because this is a setup. We're just really setting up to what we're going to be talking about uh, for the next few segments. I don't know how many that is because I don't want to put a limit on what the Holy Spirit or where the Holy Spirit is going to take us because we're going to talk about one thing. It's going to open the door to another subject. We're going to go there. We're going to traverse many different avenues when it comes to the subject, not only 
of UFOs and aliens. This is where we're going to start. This is the springboard of the areas that we're going to be talking about, but it is going to open the door to many, many different roads that we're going to traverse together of deception. Because again, if Jesus Christ said, you know, take heed that you are not deceived as the first marker of the last days, and we are living in what I believe being the last hours of church history, then we really need to pay attention and listen. As much as you're tempted to get upset, as much as you're tempted to to be bothered because you probably invested a lot of money in watching movies, uh, invested in paraphernalia. Now, I'm not saying we worship it or anything, but we just buy it, whatever it could be. Like Eric just said, you know, downloads, DVDs, movie posters, a t-shirt, stuffed animals, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Action figures. I don't know. Fill in the blank. Yeah. So when it touches the pocketbook, I understand where people could get bothered. But I, what, what Eric and I would pray that you would do is seek the Lord in this and ask the Holy Spirit to guide and lead and give you discernment. Again, don't take Eric's word for it. Don't take my word for it. Right. As always, go back to what the Word of God says. And again, please go to Matthew chapter 24, read the entire thing, 24, 25, Luke chapter 21, Mark chapter 13. Read them and see if they don't line up with what Eric and I are going to be talking about. Okay. Remember, and remember that warning about not being deceived, like I said earlier, came to the disciples, just not to believers in general or to the world. He was directing that directly toward the apostles. Yeah. And he was warning them not to be deceived. And it's right at the very beginning of Jesus' end times teaching, which is Matthew 24. It's verse 3 of Matthew 24. I mean, there's no accidents in this of how this how this was said and to who it was said and yep. and at what part of Jesus' teaching it was said in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Listen, um, I want to show you guys something. As I was saying, uh, how my parents, how I fell prey to this, uh, I used to watch this show all the time. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen this one. How many have watched My Favorite Martian? I used to watch this all the time. It was a real innocent um, uh, TV show back from the 50s and the 60s. And I would watch this. I thought it was hilarious. And what, what I'm showing you right now is just a drop in the bucket. I could go through these right now, which I will. Back in the 80s, my family and I used to watch this show called V, which was Invasion, yep. right? And they were these what? They were lizard, frog, green creature kind of aliens that came, and they put on a facade. Again, a facade. You guys have to... Th Again, what, we, what Eric and I want you guys to do is think these things through, how this desensitization, how they have been... Um, they've been prepping the masses for so many decades... Uh, there was another show in the uh, 80s, late 80s, I think, tail end, uh, early 90s, Alien Nation. I never watched this show, never caught my attention. But again, humans, aliens living side by side, working together to stomp out crime. Um, and then you have uh, a cartoon. Eric, you talked about the, uh, the effect of cartoons, right? And how they, they realized how they could take cartoons and they could capture the minds 
of the youth via cartoons. This one didn't. Uh, I don't think it. I don't no, think it's it around at, anymore. It was. It's not, but it was aimed at adults. And uh, I've got quite a bit on this on the actors that were in it, yep. uh, the, why they did it, and so on. Pretty interesting stuff. I've yeah. got uh, that'll be in the Disney's uh, documentary. Which Danny DeVito is a main play. Him and his daughter are the ones that came up with this. And Danny DeVito yep. is in the movie Haunted Mansion. So you could yep. you could already tell where his heart's at. You know what I mean? Um, let me just go through a couple more of these. And then we'll bring it in for a landing really quick. Uh, closer, I think this was in the year uh, 96. There we go. Independence Day. I'm sure many of you guys, I, I paid to go see this movie. So, um, again, I don't want anyone to think that I am picking on you guys. I was in this bunch, too. I was in this lot. I paid money to go see this stuff. And, and, and what does it do? Again, it desensitizes us or it prepares us for something that's coming so that at the end of the day, we don't see this as something out of this world, right? Um, yeah, and and you know, like uh, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Yeah, the the bottom line to the end of that movie was it was the the oxygen, the the environment of planet Earth that killed the the uh, invaders. Yeah, and uh, you know, today we've got, of course, people that want to push the green agenda and how we're all going to die because of the evil that humans beings have done by starting their cars up. Yep. You know, we're, we've heard all this so many times, and what what if this becomes a real-life news event where an alien being lands and says, we've come to save you from yourselves? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what, right. What, how, will we, how will we take that? Yeah. Will, will the, the left and the, the crazy environmental movement will, will say, see, we've been telling you all along, and they've come to save us now. Yet they're talking to a to a, a disembodied uh, spirit that actually is using the body of uh, for expression, the body they're yep. in, which is an alien body. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. no, for sure, no, I I agree. We we have we've transitioned from. There was another movie here with Tom Cruise. Again, I saw this movie. I'm not saying I recommend it. Oh, you could go watch it all you want, but this is about again these alien invaders that have come to Earth to either suck out its natural resources or the other plot to the movies are they've come to help us, whatever it is. Um, but these movies, they have a message behind them. There was a movie back in the 60s called Omicron. It came out in 1963. <laughs> and I can't, I can't park myself here too much for obvious reasons. But this movie was about aliens that came and possessed the bodies of human beings. Now, where do we see that? We see that in scripture. We, we know that demons need a physical body. Yeah to possess, right, in order to manifest themselves. Fallen angels don't. There's a That's distinct right. difference between those two. Eric, really quick, well, if boy, you don't I wish, mind. I wish more people would talk about this, Pablo, because alien, uh, uh, I'm sorry, spirits and, that is, fallen spirits, demons yep. and fallen angels are two different things. And, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> no, you know what? Quickly, tell us the distinct difference between a fallen angel and uh, a demon spirit. Well, no one is 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 angel possessed. Okay? That's right. And uh, demons are looking for expression. They don't have bodies. Al uh, I'm keep saying aliens. Angels have bodies, 
And so there's the, the vast difference. This gets pushed together because it's an uncomfortable theological question for people, even in seminary circles. So these two things get, get pushed together and they, you know, we kind of act like they're the same thing and they're not. And so understand we're dealing with different things. Where the demons came from, uh, were they beings before and now they're not? That's a, a whole other story. And that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's a, a question that I don't think we can answer on this side totally, nor completely from Scripture. But God's yeah. given us all the information we need, need about this. And if we understand that, that uh, angels and demons, those fallen angels can do dirty work, and demons can obviously do dirty work. They're two different entities in Satan's camp, and sure. they do different things. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I want to make a distinction really quick, since we are, we're just kind of talking about this subject. As we progress into the topic of deception, as we progress into the topic of UFOs, aliens, uh, demonology, all of that stuff, I want, I want to set the stage and make sure that everybody understands exactly like what Eric just said. There is a distinct difference between a fallen angel and a demonic spirit. Yes, there is a lot of debate. Um, uh, some believe, I, I believe, I'm not dogmatic, okay? I'm not, we cannot be dogmatic, but I believe that, you know, a demon is the disembodied spirit of a Nephilim. Now, there's, again, there's a lot of debate because... The scripture doesn't specifically state that. And if the scripture doesn't specifically right. state that, we cannot be dogmatic about it. And I'm not going to read anything that, into the Bible. That's right. And, and some, some, some uh, theologians have said that, that uh, the demons are the disembodied spirits of a race that was on earth before yeah. Adam and Eve. Yeah. And uh, I, I, can't, I can't just say, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. myself either because we don't have the the scriptural answer about that that's right uh, we we have enough though to understand that we don't want to give demons or fallen angels any room to move or work in our lives that's right they're both they are subject to jesus christ and to his word and his gospel and he is the overcomer of everything evil and yeah. uh, it'll all be brought we know the fallen angels uh, are a third of the angels that were cast out of heaven when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. And we see this very clearly in Scripture. Uh, uh, it's different when you're trying to discuss where uh, disembodied spirits or demon spirits came from. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, at the end of the day, how do we open doors? That's another topic that we're going to broach as we uh, as we dive into this subject, I'm writing these things down because they're really, really important, right? What What do you mean by opening doors to the demonic? Because we can do that. Let me just say this really quick. A fallen angel does not need to possess a body in order to manifest. It can manifest. A fallen angel can take human right. form with all the human attributes. However... A fallen angel can possess the body of a person because we see that in Scripture when Satan entered into Judas. And we know that Satan is a fallen angel, right? And he entered into the body of Judas, possessing him to do what he did. So, biblically speaking, we know that that is a fact. They can do that. Do they need to? No, they don't, because the Bible also says to make sure that we are aware we might be entertaining angels unaware am i am i right eric am i that, that's correct I'm, that's correct uh it's different though with with uh with uh demons 
Demons yep, yep. are looking for expression and without possessing first a human, and I've heard people say this differently. I'm going to say this is what I believe from the research I've done and the books I've written, all that stuff. But uh, an angel is looking, I'm sorry, a, a, a demon is looking for expression. His highest expression will be to possess a human. Second, possess an animal. Yep. Third, a a um, uh, an animate object such as a Ouija board or tarot cards. Yeah, and so they're looking for expression regardless, and they have no expression uh, unless they have control over one of those three sets of things. Correct. Yeah, and that expression isn't like a good, happy, you know. No, uh, no, no. Uh, this it, is it so is. they can do dirty work. Yeah. So think about it. Here's one thing that we also need to understand. Satan or any other angel in general, because a fallen angel is still an angel, so possesses the powers, right? Angels are not omniscient. There's only one omnipotent, one omniscient, one uh, uh, all-knowing, all-powerful, and can be That's everywhere right. at the same time. That is God the Father, period. There is nobody else that is like that. So in order to do all of his dirty work, he needs to delegate to all of his minions. And that is where we have a hierarchy of the demonic and dark realms, right? So right. again, again, as we talk about this subject, keep these things in the back of your mind because Satan is extremely cunning and he's not going to parade himself like, you know, a devil with a red, you know, jumpsuit and horns and a pitchfork. He goes around like an angel of light, in case in point, he, he go ahead. He, he delights in deception. Yeah. I mean, deception is one of, if not the prime tool that the enemy uses from his toolbox, deception is the way he gets what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree. So there is a whole lot to talk about. One thing that I found really interesting, again, as we talk about the subject of, um, of the aliens and everything, is... The Hollywood has portrayed them in all different shapes and sizes. You know, you got the green right. men, you got the grays, you got the big eyes, the little eyes. You got, I mean, like I just showed over here, Alien Nation. Uh, they look kind of human. Um, now, I want to say this. What I find interesting, even look, check this picture out. They even portray them as family people. You know, they're, they're getting married and they're procreating and... Oh, how well, that's, cute! How? That's that's cute. Exactly the word I was thinking. That they they develop this as cute, kind of like the movie Mars Attack. We would laugh yeah. at that. Yep. You yep. know where aliens are? Uh, they're invading, and the only way they can be stopped is if you play a Slim Whitman song. <laughs> and that's funny. Yep. I get that. I get yeah. it, and I kind of laugh at that. One of my board members and I were cackling on the phone the other night talking about Mars Attack, but. In the end, it's just one of the pieces in the puzzle that kind of help us not to be afraid about these things. That's and, right. And I don't, I don't want people to develop fear over this. If you're a Christian, the power of Jesus Christ living inside you and what he has given you and I to do and to be able to be is, uh, is greater than any of these forces. But we need to understand that in all these various ways, we're being conditioned to accept alien beings as normal. Why right. is that? Why? I can tell you why. It's because we're at the very end of the end days and aliens, whether it's a landing that claimed they're from another planet or another space, um, uh, another um, solar system, uh, 
somehow is going to be used in the end times, whether it's by Antichrist himself or just by Satan in the process of setting up to Antichrist, it's going to be used somehow. Why would he spend so much effort getting us ready for it if it wasn't going to be used somehow? That's right. I agree 100%. Listen, for those that might be thinking in the back of their minds, we threw a lot out at you guys in this kind of intro podcast about what we're going to talk about in Eric's book. Uh, aliens and I, I, why do why am I parking myself here? Why are we going to be talking about this? Well, it's front and center right now, not only in the news, but it's also front and center in government committees, where now yeah. they're even stating that they actually have yep. a recovered alien body in possession yep. of the government that they have an alien body, and some of you exactly. might be going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just jump in. It's, I don't it's mind. Exactly. It's, it's moved off of speculation yep. into reality. Now, for a long time, for decades, the government was trying to cover all this stuff. I mean, the Roswell yep. crash was obviously a cover-up on behalf of the government. Yeah. And I think we can say that without any equivocation. It was a cover-up. They, they didn't think that the public were, was ready for it. I'm not sure the public is ready for it today. And yeah. I'm not sure that everybody is following along. But believe me, when every TV camera in the world is focused on a craft that has landed, yep. the public will get the picture real quick and it'll sober a lot of people up. But people people are just being conditioned about it. It's what it comes down to. Yeah. I, listen, for anybody that thinks I might have lost my rocker a long time ago, this is really going to confirm that fact. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that it could be post uh, pre-rapture. It could be post. I don't know. I'm leaning towards pre. I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that at some point in time, somewhere around the world, there's going to be, well, well, we call it an alien, a foreign craft appear in the air. Some people say, well, what planet is it coming from? It doesn't have to come from a planet. We need to understand that. Those in the spirit yeah. world have access, fallen angels, demons, to the spirit yeah. world, and from that dimension to our dimension, back and forth. That is why a lot of these alien um, uh, blips on the radar from the F-15s and the F-18 pilots, they, they go in and out, and they lose them, and then they come back in. It's because, uh, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, they're entering and exiting the realm of the spirit, between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. At some point, yep. that is going to come in, and when people see that, it is going to be the greatest deception that is going to... It is going to pave the way for what the Bible talks about. That is my belief. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that one iota. And let me just throw this out there, and I want to get your take on it, this. In fact, it, it could bring in uh, Antichrist as world leader. Yeah, because good. the people will be so freaked out if he claims he's got an answer and he he somehow proves that he has appears he has the answer. It might give him the the uh, credibility that he needs to become the leader of the planet. It's I either mean, we that, don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. It could be that. It also could be, which is the way I lean, is the fact that these alien beings. Right. I met a gal. um, I know I'm getting off the subject, so just bear with me really quick because it kind of ties into this. Uh, we go to Seal Beach a whole lot, and there's a lady that every now and then will play the violin there. Her name is um, uh, Julie, Julianne Oka. She's Japanese. She is a world-famous violinist. I did not know this. I've seen her two, three times there. She has all of her 
um, clippings and, and her accolades. And she's an artist from Nice, France, and she studied in Nice. And again, world-renowned uh, violinist. She's Japanese. And as I was walking there, I noticed that on one of her uh, stands there with all these clippings, she says uh, how she met and had an encounter, encounters with highly advanced spirit beings. Again, it, it perked my ears and eventually I got it on video and I talked to me and my wife talked to her about this. And uh, her thing is since she was six years old, these highly advanced spirit beings have been visiting her. Yeah. She went into their spaceship, quote, spaceship. She was taken as a six-year-old child. They've been directing her her whole life. They told her she was going to become a violinist. They told her to go study art in France uh, and a whole lot. And I asked, I asked her one question. Again, I have it on video. You could look this lady up. She's got a book written. She's been at all these big UFO. She's been guest speakers at these big UFO conferences. And I asked her, I said, did these beings, now I know them to be demons, but I asked her, did these beings tell you anything about the end of the world, how things are going to happen? She said that they told her, and again, I got this on video, that they told her that something is coming to the world and the world, something's going to happen to the world that is not good, and they have to come to the world. And it yeah, they're, really they're blew on a, my mind. They're on a rescue mission. That's, exactly. That, this is a common thread. You, you hear this in New Age circles, and um, this girl um, tragically sounds like that all she's been doing is hearing from, she, and some people are more sensitive than others, but she's been hearing from demonic powers that are masquerading in front of her, and she thinks that it, they're from another world, whereas yeah. they're, they're not from outer space, they're from inner space. That's right. That's right. You know, she said, she said and she's even been... if, they, if they show up in a wormhole and claim they came from a solar system far, far away, quote George Lucas, yeah, uh, that doesn't that doesn't uh, impress me at all. If they claim they came through a wormhole somehow and got to our planet with quick travel through time with a wormhole, this was Einstein's theory, by the way. When I talk about that, this is not far out. This is what Einstein himself said could take place. So. Yeah. You can decide if you want to believe what Einstein said. He and another fellow de developed the ideas of black holes or wormholes yep. as a possibility for space travel. But um, uh, she's hearing from a demonic power. Yep. And how tragic their whole life has been. And and by the way, they weren't prophesying to her that she was going to be this or that or go to France. She was. They were basically saying, this is what you will do. And so she set her mind on doing those things. It wasn't that it was prophetic that that it would happen because yeah. the devil doesn't know the future. He doesn't know from one second from right now what's going to take place. He's just a great guesser. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I'm not promoting the book. Please do not buy this book. But uh, she is even on Amazon. This is her This is her book, A uh, One Life, Many Worlds. She's talked about how she has been to many heavens and many hells, okay? Um, but what's crazy is if you read a bit, even just back here, and I don't know if I'm able to zoom in, um, it, it's crazy what you read in the back here. These are really legit. These they're they're not Christian organizations, but these are really legit organizations that um, have really come out in support of her book. 
And what was crazy to me was the fact that uh, how she embraced and talked about these beings um, with such uh, fervor and such delight was how they were her friends. She is, I think, in her 60s now, mid to late 60s. And these spirit beings have been talking to her since she was six years old. They met her in a forest in Japan when she was a little girl. She said that she was sitting in the forest in Japan, a lot of cherry blossoms around, and these lights started coming. She tried catching them, and they would go away because she wanted to show them to her mom and dad. And another day when she was on the forest, they actually took her up into their craft. I asked them, I said, hey, did it hurt? She said, no, but I was screaming. Okay, it didn't hurt, but you're screaming, maybe scared, fear. I said, what did they look like? She said, they were humanoid in 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 uh, appearance, but I couldn't see their face because their face was meshed. It was veiled with a mesh. So um, very robotic, she said. Uh, so listen, folks, this is real. This is legit. Yeah. And uh, and to her, it was a very real experience, even though it oh, could yeah. have been just a spiritual experience. Yeah. Uh, not that that can't discount that because to the person it happened to, it's just as real as if they're touching an object. It's just as real. This reminds me of, I believe, I mean, I could go back and talk about Norman Cousins from years ago and Marilyn Ferguson, but this is the kind of stuff that is taking place now with people around the world and it's going to continue. And these people are going to get notoriety out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to then lead others down that same path. Yeah, absolutely. So when we say kind of circling back now that the masses have been primed for a, an alien craft to appear from another dimension, which is the spirit dimension, and to make contact, listen, folks, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is coming. It is coming. You guys might think I am off my rocker, and that's totally fine. That's okay. But listen, for those that aren't rooted and grounded and their foundation is not in Jesus Christ and they're not in the Word of God, studying the Word of God, they will be deceived. They will be deceived because some may tell me, how in the world could our government be in possession of a physical alien body if fallen angels don't die and demons are just spirit beings? Let me tell you this real quick. We go to the Old Testament when Pharaoh, when Moses stood before Pharaoh and Moses cast his, his, uh, um, uh, staff. His, his staff down, thank you, it turned into a snake, right? Nobody in the court was surprised or even, <gasps> no gasp. To them, that was normal. They dabbled in the occult all the time, and it was almost like you could hear the yawns of the magicians. Oh, is that all yeah, you got? They, Pharaoh did it, and then suddenly yep. Moses overpowered what Pharaoh did. That's right. You know? But they took an inanimate object and turned it into a real, live, animated object. A, a, being. A, a being. like a snake. Now, praise God, and God showed his power above their power, because not only did he eat one, he ate all of them. And then right. he took the staff back. So now they were staffless, which means what we're seeing there is they were powerless. Their power came from their staff. And God said, yeah, your power is nothing compared to mine. Praise God yeah. for that. But yeah. where am I getting at? Um, we, we need to remember that Satan has the power to deceive people using all kinds of power. We read it in Second Thessalonians that he is going to have the power 
all power, the Bible says, to deceive and do lying wonders. Lying wonders. Just all like power. I just said a little while ago, deception is his main tool. That's right. That's right. So, folks, listen. Are they in possession of a physical body? I believe they are. Is it a real alien? They think it is, but Satan can manifest and create things, make it look like something. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. So they can well, be... And whether it's a, a manifestation of a demon that they that they're in charge of, or whether it's an actual being from another solar system that they that they have the body of, either way, the big question is, who is Jesus Christ? I keep That's coming right. back to that. Yep. Because we know what demons demons would, of course, you know you. You know the old joke when uh, somebody was going in a deliverance session and the heat of the deliverance session, the minister yelled, tell me the truth, you lying spirit. <laughs> well, yeah. spirits, spirits can lie, but you know you can look through their lie if you have the knowledge and understanding of what the scripture gives us. If yeah. a being lands and says, you know, we're here to help, we want to know, okay, who is your master? Who is Jesus Christ to you? That's if I don't right. get the right answer, I know what I'm dealing with. That's I'm dealing right. with something that's either under control of Satan or it's a demonic manifestation that's obviously under control of Satan. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, the Bible tells us to do what to the spirits? To test. test the spirits. And the question, I love the way you put it, and you could repeat that again if you don't mind, Eric. What would you ask an alien or a spirit, okay, a spirit that approaches you? I love the way you, you said it. You said it perfectly. Tell me the truth. Who is Jesus Christ to you? That's right. And if you don't get the right answer, if you get some him hawing, well, he's a great teacher. He was a wonderful leader. And, you know, I want to know who is Jesus Christ to you? Because every demon in hell knows that Jesus Christ is God. And, yeah. and if you don't get the right answer, you know exactly what you're dealing with. And you know then to appropriate the authority and the power that Jesus Christ has given to every believer, whether you realize it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether it scares you or not, you've been given authority for a reason. That's right. And that reason is for the souls of those around you. For the souls of mankind, we've been given authority to be able to deal with demonic power. There are three things that Jesus said to do over and over and over, and this, I could teach this all day. Preach the gospel, pray for the sick, cast out devils. You see it right. eight times in the four gospels. Preach the gospel, pray for the sick, cast out devils. It's part of the mission of the church to deal with the demonic. And we've abdicated that responsibility because it's too weird for us. Yeah. Or it's it's too unseemly. We don't want uh, we don't want to have a reputation in our church that that a demon manifested at the altar and then we had to have a deliverance session. We don't well really well, tell that to Jesus. That's right. Because that's exactly what his mission was, is come and set the captive free. What is our mission? To have a nice little safe sermon on a Sunday morning and then go home and pat each other on the back and say, aren't we good? Yeah. No, our mission is to see the captives get set free. Amen. And I plan for the rest of my life to see the captives get set free. That's right. I hope you want to join me. Yeah, amen. I agree. Listen, I'm going to leave you with this, as it goes along with what Eric just said. Again, don't take our word for it. Let's go to Scripture. Revelation chapter 22, verses 8 and 9. I, John, John the Revelator, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw, 
I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things. But he said to me, do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who heed the words of this book and ends with these two words, worship God. That is how you know the difference between a fallen angel and a true angel. An That's angel, right. Of, right? So go to Scripture. Again, don't take our word for it. What you want to do is you want to go to Scripture. And if you don't know the Word of God, when these things, notice I said, when these things appear, they will appear. When these things appear, are you going to be deceived or are you going to stand firm in the faith? So, Pablo, listen. that's good stuff, man. We could say amen right there. And yeah. So, you know what? I'd love for you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because, like you just said, our responsibility, numero uno, is to preach the gospel. So, why don't yeah. you do that and close us in prayer? So, how many paths to heaven are there? There's one path to heaven, but there's a lot of paths that claim they're the path to heaven. There's a lot of things that say this is the way, but there's only one way. I am the way, the truth, and the life, said Jesus Christ. And no man cometh to the Father but by me. And so we follow that one path, that one way, that one master, and we test everything that comes at us that preaches a philosophy or a religious idea. We test it all by what the master himself gave us. Amen. This is something we've got to do is learn to test everything. Now, if you're watching and you're not a Christian, until you cross that valley and become a believer in Jesus Christ and confess him as Savior and Lord, then you don't have that authority. You don't have that ability to be able to test these things in the true fashion that happens when you become a believer. We've been given the word of God but some things in the Word of God are not easy to understand. It becomes a lot easier when we become believers. It doesn't become seamless. I'm learning about things in the Scripture every day, and I expect to do that the rest of my life. And I've been a believer since uh, 1981. And so I've been doing this quite a while, thinking about these things, meditating upon Scripture. But the key is I can know all about what the, the Bible says. I can know all about what the Scripture says about Jesus Christ. But when I ask him, invite him to come into my life, come into my heart to save me and change me and forgive me of my sins, at that point, everything becomes new. And your ability to understand these things and your ability to be able to overcome, but most important, your ability to have eternal life not separated from God. You see, everybody gets eternal life. Every person who's ever lived will have eternal life. But the question is, will they be in the presence of God or will they be cast out of his presence into a place that wasn't even created for humans? Because hell was created for the angels who fell. It was created for those uh, heavenly beings who sinned against God. You don't want to be there. And you can make that decision today by simply saying, Father, Forgive me of my sins. I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, and I surrender myself to you and ask you to cleanse me and help me. You know, it's just that simple. In your own wording, just simply say, I'm a sinner. I can't make it without you, and I surrender my life to you. 
A lot of people won't do that. They want to hang on to control, they think. Well, as soon as you give control over to God, then then it's really up to him to share with you what you need to do. He'll direct your path, the Bible says. He will order your steps. Psalm 37, 23, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. You know, when that takes place, it's such a wonderful thing. It takes all the onus and the pressure off of you trying to perform. And suddenly it becomes the relationship you have with God is the most important thing. It's the most paramount thing that you could ever imagine. And it doesn't mean you become religious. It means that you now have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you know what's going to happen from one second after you die for all eternity, you'll be in God's presence because Jesus has covered your sins by his blood that was shed on the cross at Calvary so many years ago. So it's really up to you. Just say, come into my heart lead me, guide me. I'm yours, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Change me. Help me to do what you want me to do. And do that in Jesus' name. It's just that simple. And I pray that you'll do that right now. And if you need any help understanding any of that, or you need any help in your walk going forward, first thing you should do is get a Bible and then get into a really good church, one that preaches and believes the word of God, all of it from cover to cover and uh, go from there. And if you need more help beyond that, Pablo and I would be glad to correspond and try to help you with any particular area that uh, we might be able to add something to. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, uh, folks, I hope that uh, you guys were really blessed, challenged. I really mean that. Challenged. Think about these things. Uh, Seek the Lord in prayer. Uh, Get into the Word of God because what we're going to talk about, the things we're going to broach, these things are not easy subjects. They're not comfortable subjects. But like Eric, you said, we're never called to be comfortable. We're called to be challenged in our walk with the Lord so that we grow, right? So that we could grow in our walk with the Lord. Um, Eric, this has been great. I mean, seriously, for an intro to all of the stuff that we're going to be covering, this is good. And I hope Uh, If there's anything else, any last final parting words? I didn't use any of my notes. (laughs) Oh, save them. We'll get to every single one of your notes. I didn't even use, I didn't get to anything that I was going to talk about too, but praise God. And that's what we want. Uh, We we do. That's exactly what we, I don't, I I don't want to not use them, but I'm glad I didn't because this was completely different than what I envisioned to start with or what you envisioned. Yeah. And, uh, I think that means that we weren't in charge, and that's good. That's what we want, right? I don't want to be in charge, and Eric doesn't want to either. Always being led by the Holy Spirit, um, because at the end of the day, if, if we're not, you're just getting the opinion of two guys, and who cares about that? We want to make sure that the yeah. Lord is the one that leads us in conversation, because we always want to make sure that it points to Christ, because at the end of the day, nothing else matters. We're that right. close, family. We're that close. So uh, listen again, uh, blessed, encouraged, challenged. Until the next time, please um, go to Eric's website. Like I said in the very beginning, all the links are below. Um, and uh, Eric, we'll, we'll come back on when you have the documentaries as they come out. And we'll take a break from the, this whole topic of deception to cover that, which actually goes hand in, in hand with the topic of deception, too. So, Eric, thanks for coming on. This was a blessing. Uh, That's great. It was a blessing for me, too, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Pablo. Yeah, you bet. All right, fam. Till the next time. See you guys.